guy what's going on welcome back to another episode of the wonderful the arsenio zsl podcast man i know it sounds like i have a lot of energy and stuff but I, and i do don't worry but i cannot get very loud like i normally do because i'm actually doing this outside and i don't want other people listening to this conversation you understand what i'm saying so with that being said thank you for joining another episode of this man today Oh, this is going to be the most fiery segment. Today, we're going to be discussing coaching. And so for those of you that don't even know, obviously, we're doing this in terms of business English and stuff, and we're going to be going over a number of different compound nouns and stuff. But if you guys don't know, uh, you know, and I know there are so many new listeners to this podcast, and it happens on such a consistent basis. Uh, in 2016, January 3rd, I began podcasting, and it was more of a passion project to overcome the racism that uh, I had to confront out here in Thailand in 2013, being denied over 200 jobs for being the color I am and just a number of other things, right? But again, it is a true blessing because I ended up realizing my true self-worth. And also I had to uncover and confront past traumas, okay? Now, again, the racism here is just, it was already existing, but the things that had happened to me in the past, that's what I had to ultimately end up, you know, overcoming. So in 2016, I ended up doing the personal development podcast, uh, the Arsenio Buck show, then I switched it and rebranded it to the Arsenio Buck perspective. And to be honest with you, man, me wanting to, I think the biggest things that I had to overcome uh, was obviously past trauma with pain, family, stuff like that. So I could finally finally fulfill what is currently happening in my life right now, you know, en route to get married. And if I didn't overcome that past trauma through coaching, it would have never happened. Um, I would also have to say that seeking approval, you know, I tried befriended so many different people, being around different groups of people who are more high level thinking, who brought that energy and that joy. And again, it was great, but it was more of like a sabotaging, not a self-sabotaging, but they were betraying my trust. They were taking, somebody go! They were betraying my trust. They were taking me for granted. And, you know, after I stopped seeking approval, especially in April of 2020, you know, this is when my life began to change. And through, you know, my, uh, what is it, joint podcast I had with another, uh, another guy, I met some incredible people. And one of them was a transformation coach in South Africa, Mira Butler. And when COVID shut down everything, it was the perfect opportunity for me to overcome me. And it was two, three, four months of both joint transformation coaching and life coaching that ended up changing my life completely and forever. And so what I would have to ask you first is what kinds of things, you know, can coach and help a business person with? And Mira was one of those people at the conclusion of the life coaching when I finally had overcome so many different things. She's like, well, you got to decide what kind of coach you want to be. But again, I was still barking up the same. I was barking up an alley where I didn't have a significant amount of people who follow me and wanted coaching. I still wasn't breaking into the ESL realm in terms of, you know, fully engaging my efforts in what is working. Not until about two months later. And then I ended up finding like not only one niche market, but about five others. And then that ended up just like that's how I exploded in the world in terms of my podcast, my YouTube and everything else. Um, but again, coaching, especially important for managers, especially important for CEOs, because I know they, they all have a tendency of lack and empathy. They all have a tendency of looking at people as numbers. 
a lot of people, they praise Elon Musk. They praise Elon Musk, but Elon Musk has zero, zero empathy for anyone. He goes into the Twitter company, although I could give a damn about Twitter, and they ban people just because, me, most notably, just me, don't care about anyone else. And they banned me for no for no reason whatsoever. Uh, I think their entire, like, their entire model is totally broken. But for him to go into a company and just like cancel like 50% of the staff, like slash all jobs. It just shows a lack of empathy. So people need to go. They need to have that business, uh, some type of coach that can allow them to really, Hey, can you empathize with other people? You know? And that's why I think he gets a little bit too much credit. Uh, And again, people look at him as diva, you know, as a huge diva, but I just think his lack of empathy and just cutting people's jobs off and, that being that, I just thought it was just mind boggling. Not only that, but even when Tesla and there were hardships, let's say in 2020 and stuff like that, this guy is basically uh, 200 billion. And like, it's not even including all his assets. And he cuts off all the engineers to SpaceX, like the majority of his staff. And I'm like, how did you not know that this storm was covering coming? And two, for all the people who got cut off, I would never work for you again. And this is why I look down upon big dealerships and stuff out there because people need a coach and considering what's happening in America right now in regards to the division, right? And it's not only race division, race divide, it's now political divide, it's everything divide, it's gender divide, it's age divide, it's generational divide. People need to desperately dive into the realm of personal development. You know, and so I think that all business people and especially CEOs, managers, stuff like that, they absolutely need business coaching. And so if we look at this, having a personal coach is about getting to the next level of having a personal coach is more like like me. Right. My goal is not only to become a transformation coach, but a high performance coach and me and high performing. That means being able to maintain relationships while still pursuing those big dreams, those goals, and having that clarity, that production, that influence, and all the other 10 categories that I actually rate myself on, and you know, on a consistent basis every single month. So if you are still trying to overcome past trauma in this and that, this is one of the greatest opportunities to start exploring yourself. We can only blame for such a long time. I blame for literally five years, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17. And then, you know, going into 18, I started getting away from it because then I started surrounding myself with higher level thinkers instead of complainers. But in 2013, 14, 15, I just blamed Thai society. I blamed Thailand. I blamed Thailand rather than saying, you know what? Thailand does have a problem. I'm taking it personal. But what is it about my past that I'm taking this so personal about? It's because me being from America, we're talking the father of racism. Okay, you can see what's happening in the news in America right now. It is disgust. The me every oh my goodness gracious, it's it's pretty despicable. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. When I went back there five years ago, it wasn't too bad, but now it is total chaos. There are like four birds above me right now. Okay, anyways, all right, I think they're watching the podcast. They're over there just chirping. Um. But nonetheless, I just think this is the greatest moment in history to dive into your personal development because we are often 
too involved in things that we have no control over. We are so we are focusing on that circle of concern rather than the influence. And I think there are too many people out there that have too have too much of a massive influence and they're just creating greater divide in the world with the platforms that they have. So let's dive into what do coaches actually do? Now, asking questions, of course, building rapport. Building rapport, yes, you don't always want to uh, approach it as a job, but at the same time, they do need to know a lot about you. So building rapport is absolutely important. Clarifying goals is all about getting clarity about basically your life in general, the mission, the purpose, the things that bring you joy on a consistent basis, being able to do those things that bring you joy on a consistent basis. So clarification is very important because Muhammad Ali said a very long time ago, he said one person, a little boy, a 13 year old boy who has a purpose it has more of a definition in life and more driven by 1,000 men who do not have a purpose. This is what he meant by that. Now, establishing priorities. I love doing this. If you're listening to this podcast, I always set a goal for myself and look at my goals on Monday and saying, okay, what is it that I want to achieve by 5 p.m. this Friday? That's a high performer. That's pushing yourself and saying, okay, what do I need to look at myself look at on a consistent basis. And to be honest with you, I could tell what I could tell who somebody is by their habits. If you smoke, I could tell by your habits. If you're alcohol, you know, if you drink a lot of alcohol, I could tell by habits. It's all based on habits, what you do on a consistent basis. So if you want to change anything in your life, you got to change the bedrock of everything. And those are your habits. Do you wake up in the morning? You know, being engaged on social media and looking at the vitriol of the world and the people dying over here and the big things over there and people complaining about the left and the right and the political realm of the world and all these other things that you have no control over. Or do you wake up consciously aware and getting into meditation, maybe journaling, doing a little bit of reading, feeding yourself brain food so that you could optimize yourself so that you could tackle the week ahead. Monday is always the perfect day to do that. As a matter of fact, every day is the perfect day to do that and establishing those priorities. Remember, I don't think I had told all of you in regards to the application uh, that I use in terms of habits, but you know, I found an application in regards to you know my morning routine and I said, okay, what do I need to do every single morning? Drink water, tell myself that I feel great today, be grateful for 10 minutes, do a nice little 10 to 30 minute meditation, along with the breathing exercise, write down my three most important tasks, write down my to-do list and the things that I need to hurry up and bang out. Obviously do my morning routine in terms of my morning mindset. That's the whole high performance, performing thing, you know, performing way to go, get a little exercise in if I can, write in my journal if I can. These are my 10 habits that I have every morning. Now that's just the morning. If I go into the evening, obviously, you know, have, you know, I love to get inspired. All right. I love to I love to, you know, have that 45 minute conversation. You know, I love to read for 30 minutes, make sure I disconnect and unplug darker, quieter and cooler. Right. And so I could go into sleep very, very well, optimizing my sleep, especially. I think, um, you know, one of the biggest things for me in regards to, you know, those habits in general, if I do that, and obviously when I journal, I do my evening routine. So I write down the three things that I'm grateful for, obviously over the past day that it had happened. 
I think one of the biggest things that happened to me on Wednesday, as a matter of fact, this is horrible. Um, but basically, you know, at a company I had been training about, uh, training at just one time, I walk in, the lady gave me the nice little mis massive mistreatment. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was a racial thing, but let's just say I walked out. I said, excuse me, uh, I need to teach. Oh, you have to contact marketing. What? No, I'm here to teach contact marketing. I said, you know what? I want them to let, I, okay, you let them know that you are responsible for me quitting on this company. Get the fuck out of my face. I walked out. They tried calling me. I said, it's, what's done is done. We done. We done. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to allow you to treat me like you had you, like you, like the, what is it, Rangsit Patuntani and those lower level minded thinkers and their monolithic perceptions on life. I'm not going to allow you to treat me like I'm just a color. No, thank you. I bet you if I was a blonde hair, blue eyed white boy coming in here, boy, you would have been like, oh, yes, come right on in here, sir. But then you're just saying contact marketing, contact marketing. I said, OK, goodbye. I walk right out. <laughs> and so that next day I was just like all over it. And they were like, hey, you know, two of the girls were like, hey, teacher, we saw that you just left. I said, yeah, I left because that front desk lady is a B-I-T-C-H, a bitch, 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 bitch. And so, you know, <clears throat> and my fiance is like, hey, you should give him another try. You should go back. I'm like, I ain't even going to think about it. Next thing you know, I got a photo and they sent a care package with the message on it to my job saying, oh my God, we're so sorry. We apologize for that. We really hope to see you on Monday. I said, holy shit, that is the first time anyone has ever done that to me in 34 years on this planet. Apologizing, it's not about the present, it's the thought that they really gave a damn. And they said, hey, I'm sitting on my fiance said it again. That's only one person that was acting like a fucking animal. It wasn't all of them. It wasn't even the students you actually teach. Got a point, point taken. Hey, there it is. So again, Going back to the whole priorities and the darker, the, the, you know, the darker, the quieter, all these different things, habits, people, habits, please control the amount of media that you intake, the amount of vitriol, that's a big word for you, the amount of toxic, toxicity, the poison, the blaming, the bitching, the lack of empathy. I just realized, like, especially over the last five years and you know, when I thought the whole big movements that happened in 2020 in America in May in regards to protesting against, uh, you know, police brutality, African-Americans. And now these same African-Americans, they are, you know, obviously me being half African-American, Puerto Rican. Now they are shaming Jewish people. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First and foremost, we had 300 years of persecution. And now you are being influenced to hate this group of people. The amount and you don't want to be sucked into that. Things are just the way they are, right? The circle of concern. I cannot change the way people are. <laughs> I can only be the influence. And that's what I focus on. You know, I'm not going to sit down and have a conversation with someone who just doesn't want to accept them based on their creed, their color, their gender, their this, their this, their that. I'm not going to do that. But if you want to have a genuine conversation and say, Arsenio, I think I'm suffering from intolerance. That's one of the seven deadly horsemen that Napoleon Hill had mentioned back in the 1930s in his book, The Law of Success. Then we can have a conversation. Until then, if you are going to be racist, that is you. I cannot control you. And that would be selfish of me to say, oh, you need to act this way. You need to drink this. You need to do this and do that. I have no control over any human being. I am not a slave master, but I will be the influence in the world. I will be the voice of a many beautiful people who are looking to improve and have a beautiful impact on this planet. That's me. That's the coach approach. So again, going back to it, 
That's habits. Facilitating commitment to goals. Fixing problems. It's not so much of a problem. It's more of a result. We always have to go bedrock, right? Focusing on action, giving advice, life coaching. They don't really focus so much on advice. They always ask you questions so that you could develop your inner coach. Transformation coaching. This is like bang pattern, subcoding, inner conflict therapy, healing sessions. These are things that go very, very subconscious to overcome things, even probably even before birth, epigenetics. We're going way, way back, right? And so this is things that you, things that your family members may have something from like 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 400 years ago. That's called epigenetics, right? And so giving feedback, imparting knowledge, influencing behavior, listening, setting goals, sharing experiences, Again, as a life coach, you don't want to share experiences. You just want them. you got to coach them in a way where they develop that inner coach. And of course, the intuition, the support, and that empathy is by far the most important. Got to have empathy. And I think they're, you know, given the fact that we are living in a day today where, you know, a lot of people just do not have empathy for one another, it goes to show you that, wow, you know, if, you know, if he doesn't have empathy and, you know, she doesn't have empathy, this is exactly why everyone is just so angry in the world today. This is exactly why people are blaming these people and they're believing that there's an imaginary family out there that controls everyone's assets and believing that these people are the main reason why this is happening. I'm just like, guys, you gotta, oh, it was us first. It was me first. It was that first. God, Jesus, man. And, and that's, that poison that just we just end up being you're caged you're mentally caged and when you're caged in order to get out of that cage you got to rattle it a little bit but if you don't want to get out you're just going to scream from behind the bars and blame the world for the misfortunes of your life and blame these people for this and blame those people for that and this is the amount of victimhood that is beset on so many souls across the planet you're not where you are because of this. It's these people to why I don't have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, again, you know, considering my, my entire experience, 200, you know, schools saying no black teacher, no black teacher. It's Asia. OK, it's Japan. It's Korea. It's China. I'm sorry. I love all of you souls that are listening to me. You guys are the greatest. But there are, let's just say, maybe older people, whatever, and people who have monolithic perceptions in the world who believe that black people shouldn't be teachers. They should be out in the fields or doing the hard labor stuff. And it's the background that they come from. And I have empathy for them. I will not argue with them. I do not have any energy to argue with these people, but I do have empathy for them, empathy for them and I hope they find their way. And so at some point, you're going to have to look yourself in the mirror and say, well, what's the right next action of integrity that I need to take to get myself out of this rut, to, to stop suffering from intolerance, to stop blaming, to stop this, to stop that. That's the next spot of action. Who, what, what, what's my social group? What are my relationships like? You know, what, what am I, do I have any goals in terms of goal attainment in my personal development? Are there any things that I could get better at? Can I, can I become a better listener? What do I need to, how can I get, become a better listener? What podcast do I need to listen to? You have a choice every day. You have a choice every day to get better. And so I hope you do. 
with that being said, we're going to have like a bunch of coaching things coming up in the next four podcasts in regards to the business English. So stay tuned and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, as always, over and out.